you have to take your values and implement them in your daily life. So you want to do good, take that with you and treat people nicely. Accept people in their difference for who they are. And I promise you, you're going to have a better world. Welcome to the Hero Rise Shine podcast, a show about womanhood, empowering women and celebrating each other. Each show, I will bring you a daily live warrior woman who stepped into her passion and light. Women like you and me, because we all have an amazing story to tell. Let's heal, rise and shine together. Hello, 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 love you humans. Welcome back to the Heal, Rise, Shine podcast. I am Anna-Sophie Drost and I will be your host. And as I announced in the last episode, this is a solo. Yes, it's my first solo episode. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I honestly have no idea how this is going to go. It's probably not going to be like an hour like the other ones but we're still trying we're still trying i just had breakfast it's still really early in the morning it's like 9 a.m i got up at 7 with the new job i started i have to get up every day at 5 30 so in order to measure my temperature every morning i now also on the weekends have my alarm clock at 5 30 and since I have a horrible sleep, I wake up a couple of times in the nights anyway, so this isn't a big deal. I just turn it off and go back to sleep. Then I got up at like 7 and did some reading. My usual morning routine, uh, not completely. Like on weekends when I wake up around 7, I'm usually very awake because of the new schedule. I go to bed by 9, 10 anyway. Okay, yesterday it was later. It was like 11. But it was a good eight hours of sleep. I had some weird dreams again. Oh, these dreams that, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what's happening at night with me. It's like, I don't have nightmares anymore. I used to have like a lot of nightmares. And therefore I slept like nine hours. I woke up. I felt like a car run over me because the nightmares just made it a horrible night. And I was never rested. Now, I just dream weird stuff, like really weird stuff. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, last night I was at school, but it wasn't really school, like my high school. Ever I hated, hated my high school. I'm so glad I'm out of there and I never stepped foot in it again since I graduated in 2009. So that's my high <laughs> school completion. So I was there and then there was this girl that always bullied me. And then there was another girl. She was really nice. I liked her. And then there was a bunch of, bunch of other people. I just remember the two of them. But for some reason, we talked about sizing. Clothes sizing. The regular sizing, like the standard sizing, is usually different from the sizing you buy in the store so a 40 when you usually have a 40 you buy in the store a 36 or 38 
because the brands always want you to think that you're skinnier than you actually are or not that you than you actually are but it's the mind manipulation of needing a smaller size if you know what i mean so we talked about that so we were kind of back in fashion school but then there were these girls from high school i was super confused it was confusing you guys it was confusing anyway my morning routine yeah so i usually get up at 5:30 and i get up in the next five minutes usually i go to the bathroom i wash my face and i brush my teeth and my tongue because apparently at night you have so many bacteria crawling up in your mouth that you should get it off before you consume anything so you shouldn't swallow it like no no and after that i go into the kitchen or usually before i go into the bathroom i put water boiling on the stove so that water is boiling when i come out of the bathroom and then i'm having a glass of lemon water like half a lemon squeezed and filled up with water and drink it right away so i have some water in my body because we're drying up through the night and lemon it really wakes me up that's the thing that wakes me up the lemon the bit of sourness in the morning is like whoa okay and then i make my matcha latte usually i have matcha latte with almond milk no sweetener just matcha a bit of water and then i pour the almond milk in like heated and foamed up and then i take my matcha latte and i take my facial roller i have like a facial roller. i always put it in the freezer so it's ice cold in the morning and then i roll my face and have my matcha and then i read a book currently I'm reading quite a few. I'm reading Effortless from Greg McKeven. I read Essentials from him already and I loved it. And then I heard on a podcast episode with Ryan Holiday, The Daily Stoic is his podcast, and Tim Ferriss that he has a new book and I loved the interviews and I really liked Essentialism. So I was like, I need to get my hands on this book and it just came out and I'm reading it already and I really like it. It's interesting. It's really interesting. Then I'm also reading from Mieko Kawakame. I hope I pronounce her name right. Let me just walk away. Ne. Kawakami. Yeah, Mieko Kawakami. She's uh, from Japan. I don't know the English title. It's probably Breasts and Eggs. I'm reading it in German. It's so wonderfully written. And I love it. I love it so much. It's about a single woman throughout the years. She's a writer and how she becomes a writer and her struggle with not having a part or being asexual and wanting kids and all of that. So it's basically a book about feminism or what is feminism. They talk about a lot of... Her sister wants to get get a breast operation and the egg part you have to find out. It's an amazing book. It's really amazing. So, so then I read on the weekends longer on weekdays like 10-15 minutes after that I do my meditation with my meditation app I'm using Headspace I am using Headspace since probably three years yeah I'm meditating for three years wow that's a long time I started when I was in Hamburg when I just finished my master's in Hamburg that was around two and a half three years ago 
I'm doing a 10 to 15 minute meditation. I just finished the upper there. English talking. <laughs> oh my god. Usually I cut these parts out, but this time I think I will just leave them in <laughs> to give you a little bit behind the scenes what I'm usually doing. Yeah, so the appreciation. And after that, I'm doing a little bit of gratitude. I write down five things I'm grateful for. And then I get up and shower and stuff like that. So that is my usual morning routine. And I work out in the afternoon or evening, evening when I come back from work. I preferably work out around two to three when I'm getting tired in the afternoon because that actually wakes me up. So I really like working out in the afternoon. Uh, so yeah, that's my morning routine. That's how I started my morning. Today I went to shower then and then I made myself breakfast. I had an avocado toast and a yogurt with fruits. Yes, all vegan. An oat, oat meal. No, an oat yogurt. A plant-based one. Yeah, they, they do have stuff like that here. I don't buy plant-based yogurt often. I just buy it sometimes. It's like a treat because they're pretty expensive. Since I'm also just eating or drinking plant-based milk and this is also more expensive i'm finding balance there because you can also make yogurt or well kind of yogurt out of chia seeds then it's like chia pudding and it has a similar consistency and i have chia seeds at home anyway so that is usually the better alternative but today i had it and i treated myself a little bit and i bought it that was my morning and now I'm sitting here and recording and it's quite early for me so my voice is probably still a bit weird. Why Why I want to do the solo podcast episodes? Mostly because you can get to know me better. I'm watching a lot of YouTube and I see that you can connect with a person on another level and I have the feeling that you don't know me that well over the blog post because I don't write about myself that much. Yes, I write about my story I let here and there sprinkle some things, but I don't know how many of you are reading my blog posts actually, <laughs> or are you just looking at the art, but therefore this is another level of connection. And I also asked you to send me some questions and I received your questions, so thank you very much. I'm not reading all of them, I'm just putting them like together in an introduction and make sure that I cover everything. Obviously, questions like how old I am. I'm 31 years old. Yeah, I know I look younger. <laughs> I get that all the time. That was a funny story. I started my new job and they were like, Anna, how old are you? And I was like, 31. They're like, no. <laughs> and I get that every time. Last year when I was living in Amsterdam, they still asked me for my ID when I was buying alcohol. And I was like, but you see that I'm over 18. I do not look that young. And my colleagues were actually, if they didn't know what kind of experience I have and what level of education I have, they would have thought I'm like in my early 20s. It's crazy. But I got that from my parents. My parents look super young. They're both over 70 and you would think they're 60, 55 to 60. So... Uh, we have really good genes in my family. My cousin also, she's over 40, she looks like 30. We have really good genes in my family, so I bless myself for that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm born and raised in Berlin, in Germany. When I was around 
when not around when I was 19 I moved out I moved across the globe I moved to Malawi I lived there for a year I was doing a voluntary year and we can get into what I think about volunteering let let me just say I I don't think I helped a lot of people I think it mostly helped me it was an incredible year I met my current partner there that is also a whole other story <laughs> Malawi was just crazy and I loved it 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 was a very freeing experience for me you probably read because this story most people read uh, my healing story and my emotional story so you can go to my Instagram and find it there because I have on my guides I have an overview over the topics I'm talking about and there you can find my story as well so that was Malawi after Malawi I moved back to Germany and I applied for fashion schools because I needed to be in the country to apply for them and then because the school started in summer like in August the application finished in like January so I looked for a part-time job and I thought you know what I'm just going abroad again I moved to Fuerteventura Canarias Islas in Spain and I worked there in kids animation for half a year until my school started then I moved to the south of Germany and studied there for three years fashion and bespoke tailoring after that I went back to Berlin I worked for two years in the film industry as a tailor I moved to Hamburg to master in pattern cutting pattern making cutting draping all of that specializing in opera theater ballet and historical European costumes and then I was working as a freelancer still in Hamburg a little bit. For the rest of the year, I worked for stage entertainment for the musical Aladdin. I got a couple of projects uh, with a former teacher of mine. Yeah, I was freelancing for half a year. Then I moved to the south of Germany again, to Bavaria. I worked as a costume interpreter. That's the name of the study <laughs> of what I studied in Ingolstadt in Bavaria for half a year then I moved to Amsterdam to work there as a costume interpreter assistant I quit that job the pandemic happened remember that one yeah we're still in it that was when the pandemic happened and at the end of 2020 I was like no I'm not doing this again or I'm not doing this anymore. It was a really toxic workplace for me. And since I just moved there right before the pandemic started, I didn't know a lot of people on a deeper level, on a surface level, yes, but not on a deeper. So I was really missing the deep human connection. I was like, no, I gotta go home. I was homesick for the first time in my life after 10 years of not living at home anymore. So I packed my things and moved back to Berlin. And that was wonderful because my best friend was pregnant. Now the kid is born, the little guy. Oh, he's so cute. I fell in love. Oh my God, my heart melted when I had that baby on my arms. He was two weeks old when I held him the first time. Oh. So that was the best decision ever. I spent the time with my family. I was able to put out this podcast to deepen my work with my brand, with Heal by Shine, to... Uh, create more and I now see what I did I also 
opened my Etsy store, structured the content I put out more. I just worked a lot. And I also, I didn't mention that, I, I'm working with Taste of Malawi, you probably know that one, as a volunteer still for three years now. And we just got out with the collection. So there was a huge chunk of work I'm I did as well bring out this collection I designed it and with my team we developed the patterns and uh, one of my team members she flew down to Malawi to teach them how to sew this and all of that so the collection is out the brand is called Eno and you can find us on social media at we are Eno everywhere it's a wonderful collection I got very great feedback and I really I'm super happy about that yeah, so that's what I did the past three months and now I'm in Bayreuth in the south of Germany and I work here again as a costume interpreter for the festival season. So it's uh, around three and a half months I'm going to be here, then I'm going to move to SA. So that's my moving story. <laughs> I moved around quite a bit. Like talking about this, I don't know how long this took me, probably around five minutes to sum this up. But yeah, I lived in quite a lot of places and I like moving around. I, I like being, it's, it's pretty much a nomadic lifestyle I'm doing. Um, so I'm also very much minimalizing what I have, which can be sometimes a bit hard with my fashion or all of my professions. As an artist, you have quite a lot of stuff to create stuff things especially when you work tailor and costume interpreter you need a lot so this is also why now this is not why I want to be more in the artist field but it I'm also learning a lot on the computer I taught myself the three months I was unemployed I taught myself how to clean up artwork and how to vectorize it and all that stuff because I enjoy drawing by hand I don't think I want to draw on the computer so yeah that's my moving story. <laughs> and then I got a question, uh, what I learned from my last job and how I want to implement that in my new one. So I was working in a really toxic work relationship. I don't want to go too deep in it, but it was a very controlling environment, not a lot of freedom, and it was a lot of mental pressure. It was a lot. It burned me out. It really did burn me out. I was often sick before I quit my job. I couldn't anymore. I was crying multiple times a week. I was just done. I was so done. I couldn't anymore. It's one thing. I think it's one thing when you have a good private life. It can compensate for your work life when it's not going so good. But if both is just crappy, then you have nothing to recover so yeah, uh, what did I learn? I learned that giving the people you work with, because I always work in a um, leading position, what I found very important is trust. Trust that the people who are working for me know what they're doing and give them the security that when they don't, they can just come and ask me and I'm not going to judge them for that. The other thing is that I want to make sure that I explain everything properly and they also understand what I want from them. Because my last was, she couldn't, she couldn't explain. She explained one thing and meant another thing. 
in all languages in German and English in Dutch in it's it pff, same story with everyone and it was always everybody else's fault and not hers and the thing is when you have a leading position and a mistakes happen and mistakes happen first of all you have to check if it's your fault and most of the time it is because if an employee of yours doesn't do properly what they're supposed to do you did not explain it properly so I always want to make sure that and that when they're insecure, they also can come to me and ask me and also that they feel safe when they're having a bad day, that they feel safe to come to me and say, okay, Anna, can I do something else today? Something a bit easier, especially making sure for women uh, when we are on our periods, it's we're just not executing on a high level. It's just not possible. I know that for myself. So being very patient with that and being respectful with that we all have bad days and we're humans we cannot be there 150% all of the time so that is really important for me and having an open communication also let them criticize me I want to learn from that and I want to grow from that and then also ask people who are working in a lower position by working in the house you're working in for a long time just ask them I don't get I have a colleague she works in this house I don't know how 10 years or something she knows everything she really knows everything it's amazing so I just ask her about all of the productions what went wrong what went good what were changes they wanted to, to do and stuff like that these are usually things people in higher position transmit but we don't have people in higher positions working that long in this house so she's she's like a lexica for all of the production so it's amazing and and it doesn't matter that she's working in a lo lower position it can only help me get the advice where you can get them don't look down on people work on eye level with them it doesn't matter in the end you want to produce the thing that you want to produce together It's a team effort. It's never a one-person effort. It just doesn't work like that. And trust and give freedom. That, that's about that. That's about leadership. Um, I've been talking for quite a while now. Wow, I thought this episode would be over in like 20 minutes, but apparently it's not. So another thing I wanted to talk about today is a lot of topics I haven't touched on because I simply have not had the time. Because a lot of things have happened and I have a podcast and a platform about female empowerment and I haven't talked about a lot of themes. And that is okay because I also want to take my time and wrap my mind around that and do some research and hear different positions and understand my opinion on this. And there has been going on considering female empowerment and feminism in Germany a lot. There really has been going on a lot. And feminism, yes, I am a feminist and I believe in equality of all genders, no matter your heritage, skin color, your sex, it doesn't matter. We are all human beings, we are all equal. And that is for me what is feminism ultimately about because women are disadvantaged in this world and there's a lot of work to be to do to be equal with men 
and to have the same opportunities and not have incidents like lately happening anymore. That is just... And honestly, I think men can be and should be feminists as well. We cannot do this alone. Okay, probably we maybe can, but it's not good. <laughs> it should be a team effort. It should be a human effort to get the equal rights for everybody. So that's why I think men. Men, please come to the feminism front. Call out here. Thank you. <laughs> And what has been happening lately? Oh yeah, there was a huge... Oh, there was a huge thing going on here in Europe. Our beloved Erdogan. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about this a little bit sarcastic. Um, had a meeting with the European Union. And we all know that van der Leyen, she is the head of uh, the European Commission. Don't crucify me for using the wrong terms, please. Yeah, so she's the first lady there. <laughs> she's the head of all. So van der Leyen and Charles Michel, they had a meeting with Erdogan and there were just two chairs. And van der Leyen was seated Not in the center of this, not on the other chair, but on a sofa away from Erdogan. And I'm honestly not expecting anything else from Erdogan than discriminating women. But Charles Misha, I'm sorry, but this guy, and that's why I said we need men and feminism. This guy should have just given up his chair and let Ursula van der Leyen sit there. And sit on the side. That would have been the right thing to do. But no, of course not. Because, I'm not even saying because, but can we please? That's what I think. I'm not even holding Erdogan accountable for that. And I know in Turkey it's quite normal that you just have two chairs and the rest is going to sit on the sofa. This is quite usual there. So it's not about that. It's about Charles Michel. Being a dick, oh God, I should not say that. <laughs> Be Not being a gentleman, <laughs> let's say it like that. Charles Michel not being a gentleman and let van der Leyen be what she actually is, the head of this organization. So that was a huge scandal and I'm sorry, Mr. Michel, you, have, you still have work to do. Please read a book about feminism and why we should treat women better. So that was the first thing. The second thing was there is a product on the market. If you're in Germany, you know already what I'm talking about. Okay. Oh my God. There were two guys. They were going to the show. I don't know the English name. Die Hülle des Löwen. The lion's cage or something. Well, where all of the investors are and you pitch your business and then the people can invest. So a couple of years ago, there were two women and they um, pitched this. They pitched their brand about period underwear and they got declined. Wonderful product. Um, sustainable. Actually useful for women. And then this year, two guys came with their brand called Pinky Gloves. Pinky Gloves. What it is, it's a glove. It, it really is a glove, like a plastic glove in pink. You can use to insert your tampon. And you're probably asking yourself, like, what now? Why the fucking hell would I need a glove in pink for three euros to insert my tampon? There's only one 
scenario where I think this glove might be helpful and that is when I'm in the woods or there's no proper restroom and I need to change my tampon if I'm using I'm not using tampon so I will never have this incident anyway and there's nowhere you can throw away your tampon then you can put it out and you cannot wash your hands properly so then you can put it out with the glove you can wrap the tampon in the glove and just put it in your purse that would be the only incident where I think that might be needed but apart from that first of all if you buy regular one-use gloves I think a package of 100 costs probably 50 cents or something I haven't googled this <laughs> maybe it's also three euro but you get a hundred instead of three so let's start there why should I first of all buy a glove just because it's pink and pay, I don't know, 5,000% of the price than the... No. Mm -mm. Oh my god, I don't even... <sighs> There's so much wrong with this product. There's so much wrong with this product. Oh, what the actual problem with this product is, is that this is a sign of period shaming. It implements that the period is something dirty, that it's not hygienic that it's disgusting and that is the actual problem with this product and why it got so much backlash and why I'm also so furious about this because we're doing so much work to normalize periods for women and we have our periods every freaking month it's natural it's so natural it's the complete opposite of being disgusting it's a natural cleaning system of our body Think about that. And it's nothing dirty. Oh my God. <sighs> please, please just cut this. Just cut this shit with women being ashamed for having their freaking periods. We all have it. We all have it for at least half of our lives. So no, no, I'm, I'm really not in this WhatsApp group anymore of period shaming. Uh-uh. This is over. I don't care if you have a if you if if it's leaking and you have a spot somewhere I it just happens you know it's it's natural it just happens shitty that you see us but so what every woman in their lifetime has experienced this even once so think about how normal that is and do you know what he they got an investor for that that is the most horrible part a guy of course that three guys coming to save women with their period issues like really come on <sighs> you're probably asking yourself okay what do you do and i wouldn't yeah so here's some alternatives to avoid that problem with being in the middle of nowhere and having no garbage to throw away your tampon in is first of all use a menstrual cup you just change in the morning and evening and you just water it out and all is good or you use period underwear or pads or anything like that you don't have that problem anymore just a disclaimer just use period underwear buy the other girls period underwear the company from the girls is called oh yeah so if you want to check out their products go there and buy your period underwear Another amazing brand for that is my Lily as well. Okay, enough for the ads. <laughs> Nothing of this is paid. <laughs> it's just shout-outs. So, that was another one. Oh my god, that was huge discussions. It... And the third thing that happened, I'm sorry, 
But honestly, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I pray. And the belief in God really saved me from a lot of things. So I'm a believer. But what the Catholic Church has done... Okay, do you hear this? My neighbors are having a conversation outside and it's so loud. Oh my God. Let's wait. Okay, they seem to be done now. So the Catholic Church... I am sorry. I mean, we know there are a lot of problems there. But the latest incident, there was someone, there was this guy, he was in the process of becoming a priest and he met us promy, B promy, C promy. I don't know. He loved this guy because he posted a picture with this promy and this promy is gay. He got kicked out of this uh, process of becoming a priest. I don't know what it's called. He got kicked out of there because he posted a picture with a gay person. I was like, excuse me? You have fucking priests raping little guys, which is, first of all, perverse, but second of all, it's a guy-guy incident as well. I don't want to say gay because it's, it's really not. It's just perverse. And you're trying to cover this up? And you have a young man who can, and that is actually probably the problem, who's accepting gay people and maybe can bring some change into this old rotten system. And you kick him out for posting a picture with a gay person. There's so much. There's so much wrong there. There's so much wrong there. There is so much. I don't understand why the church still wants to exist like it's still, I don't know, 3,000 after Christy. Times change, times evolve, we change, change. Change is normal. Evolve with what is happening. Just, just, let's just stop discriminating people, okay? Let's just stop. Everybody can love who they want to. And everybody can believe in God, no matter who they love. It really doesn't matter. What matters is what is in, inside of you, in your heart, and that you're a good person and that you treat others equally. That is what it's all about. We don't discriminate people because of their sexual orientation. And I'm a believer. I believe in God. So... No, just just cut that shit. That's why I'm not going to... That's my problem with church. That's actually why I'm not really going to church anymore. Because I have a problem with the system. You don't need the church to believe in God. I can pray at home. Because Paulo Coelho, he said it really nicely in one book of his, God is everywhere you let him in. And that's actually what it is. You know, you cannot go to church and pray and be you know, be holy and then come home and be a total dick? No. You have to take your values and implement them in your daily life. So you believe in God, you want to do good, take that with you and treat people nicely. Accept people in their difference for who they are. And I promise you, you're going to have a better world. And then the last incident... Oh, you guys. Germany claims itself to be, or a lot of people think when they think of Germany, because of Angela Merkel, 
that we're a pretty equal country and we're really not. We are really not. How? Oh my God. So what happened was we are having elections coming up. And so we have several candidates to to become the new councillor. And one party actually has a woman as candidate, Annalena Baerbock, great woman, achieved a lot of things in her life. And I think we are in desperate, we are still in desperate need of female leadership in this country. Do you know the questions she got asked? You will not believe this. They asked her questions like, how do you want to combine being a mother and having the councillor presidency? I mean, like, really? (laughs) I was so shocked when I heard this. It's quite normal that women are getting asked these questions when they apply for a job. But do you really think that when a woman even when she is a mother, applies for a presidency like this, does not know what she is doing, you honestly question her how she wants to raise her kids and doing hell no. Because her male opponents also have kids and ain't nobody is asking them these questions. That is what is pissing me off. If you ask these questions to a woman, ask the same questions to a man. No, they have other Like one of them even has the ministry of a part of Germany and he's not going to give that up. So how is he going to combine the presidency, the councillor presidency and the ministry in one and having kids? Do you honestly think she does not know what she's doing? Stop asking these fucking questions. There are men in this world, in this world, you know, they can also take care of kids. And when you are having a high paid job like that, you probably have a nanny as well. This is giving me a headache. These things is, this is giving me a headache. I mean, like, honestly, can we just stop asking how women are going to do their career and kids thing? Can we just ask that, please? And that, that is exactly why I think we need feminism. Because we still expect women to stay at home, take care of the kids and cook for the husband when he comes home. And the husband and the man is not expected to raise the kids or what? Come on, in which century are we living? Like, honestly. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, I calmed myself down now. <laughs> ah. <sighs> But I have a public service announcement, please. If you employ people, just don't think about their private life when you employ them. It doesn't matter if it's a man or if it's a woman. Just see them as a professional applying for a job. They know what they do. Thank you. So that's my take for today. I hope you liked the solar episode. I was super nervous. I'm really looking forward to your feedback. We covered a lot, like a little bit personal, a little bit of feminism. Next time, if there's going to be a next time, I'm probably going to talk a bit more about my values, about sustainability. I can also touch 
on veganism if you want to. Just leave me a comment, send me a message, whatever you want. If you like this episode, I would really, really enjoy it. If you would give me some feedback, you can... First of all, follow me on my Instagram, of course. <laughs> At Heal Rise Shine, you see all my artwork there and all my blog posts. And I have in the guides, I guide you through the topics I'm talking about. And then I have my art there and you can DM me how you like this podcast episode. You can just share it and tag me on your Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram, really. I do have a Facebook, but I, oh, I should be better in taking care of it. And I also have a Pinterest and it's all under the same name. It's all here, right, Shine, um, because that's my brand. And yeah, give me feedback. If you're listening to that on Apple Podcasts, leave a review and rate it. Five stars, of course. <laughs> and follow me. Press the follow button. It doesn't matter on which platform you're listening to this podcast. Please. This really helps me with my downloads and motivates me also because th that's a feedback. It's a bit difficult. Yes, I'm sitting here at home by myself and it's really hard because you don't get instant feedback. So I really would love to get your feedback, how you like it and what you want more to hear about and what you want more to listen to. So yeah, that's it. I wish you a wonderful Monday. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed solo podcasting. And I see you in the next one or on my Instagram. Whatever you want. Anyway, have a wonderful, lovely start into the week. Have a wonderful Monday. And I see you soon. Bye. Bye.